Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, the tempest-tossed, to me. So has Lady Liberty proclaimed at the entrance to New York Harbor since 1883. For decades, well, actually for hundreds of years, we Americans have admitted immigrants from all over the world, not always with open hearts, open minds, and open arms, but admit them we did by the millions. We were and are the new promised land for generations of people who sought and continue to seek a better life for themselves and for their children. We are a nation of immigrants. But the warm, welcoming words of Lady Liberty have been drowned out by the drumbeat of nativist Americans demanding more restrictive immigration and asylum policies, even demanding that a wall be built to keep them out. As a nation, we are sorely lacking in integrity. Our actions simply do not match our words. Our southern border has been on my mind of late a lot. We see and hear disturbing reports in the news every day of the plight of the stranger at our door, not to mention the strangers in our midst, the dreamers whose undocumented parents brought them here to the United States as minor children and infants, their immigration status uncertain, constantly in jeopardy. While at the beginning the Biden administration offered a faint glimmer of hope that Congress and the President might somehow pass meaningful immigration reform, it was not meant to be. Nor does it seem likely that it will happen in the foreseeable future now that the 2024 campaign season is upon us. Sure, there were some executive orders which served to ameliorate the more visibly egregious policies of the prior administration, which in truth amounted to institutional cruelty, policies that intentionally demeaned, demoralized, and dehumanized the most vulnerable of all people. True, we are no longer deliberately separating children from their families, or holding people in cages in the border towns, nor are members of the Border Patrol seen anymore on horseback whipping migrants as they attempt to cross the border. The optics are a little better, but have things really changed for the better for those trying to legally claim asylum or immigrate? Not really. Democrats and Republicans alike agree that our current immigration laws and policies were not designed to meet today's circumstances. Our immigration system is overwhelmed. It's broken. Everybody knows it. And with economic disruption, ecological destruction, and political instability in the Southern Hemisphere all on the rise, caused in no small part by climate change, the problem, however defined, will only get worse. There is little agreement, however, on how to fix it, or even what the goals of our policies should be.
As a people of faith, as Unitarian Universalists, how do we participate in this national dialogue and argue for more compassionate policies that reflect our values? My mind, of course, first turns to our Unitarian Universalist principles, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Yes, justice, equality, and compassion in human relations. Yes, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. Yes, and respect for the interdependent web of existence of which we are all part. Yes, I get excited and I say to myself, these are our foundational beliefs upon which we can build convincing arguments. And then the words of the Sufi poet Rumi come to mind, the guest house. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. While our Unitarian Universalist principles firmly ground us, and while Rumi's beautiful words inspire us to welcome the new arrivals, I'm afraid to white evangelical Christian nationalists with whom we need to be in dialogue about immigration reform, to them, this may, well, it may all sound like so much, well, you, you, woo, woo, wokeism. <laughs> to make our points heard in the national dialogue, we may be better served to use more culturally familiar references and sources that illustrate shared core values with the people we need to be in dialogue with. Turning to Christian scripture, for example, in Luke 10, when asked by a lawyer what he must do to inherit eternal life, Jesus replies, you must love your neighbor as yourself. To define who is a neighbor, Jesus then tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. You've all heard it before. A Jewish man is set upon by bandits beaten, stripped, and left half-dead on the side of the road. First a priest, and then a Levite, sees him. And they cross to the other side, passing him by. Now the priest and the Levite, as co-religionists, as neighbors, would have been expected by Jesus' audience to show compassion and to offer assistance. But they did not. Then a third man, a Samaritan, a neighboring foreigner, much looked down upon by first century Jews. He stops and offers aid to the man. Jesus then asked the lawyer, 
Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Answering himself, Jesus says, The one who showed him mercy, go and do likewise. This parable is particularly applicable to the situation at our southern border. Jesus says that eternal salvation, that for which every Christian hopes, rests in loving your neighbor as yourself. Jesus challenges his audience, however, to expand their concept of neighbor, stretching it out to people beyond members of their own religion and tribe. It is the foreigner, the stranger, the other, in this parable, the Samaritan, who Jesus says is the neighbor who will inherit eternal life because he showed compassion to his neighbor. What would Jesus do if he were at the southern border, one might ask? What would he say to his followers as they stare down upon the strangers knocking on our doors, seeking refuge? These are your neighbors. Love your neighbors as yourself. Now, Christian thought has often grappled with the plight of the stranger. In the waning days of the Roman Empire, back in the 380s, a time not unlike our own, one filled with economic and political turmoil and mass migrations of peoples across borders, St. Ambrose, Bishop of Milan, considered the denial of entry and the expulsion of foreigners from Milan during a famine. He writes, quote, Strangers must never be expelled from the city in a time of famine. They, too, who would forbid the city to strangers cannot have our approval. They would expel them at the very time when they ought to help. We do not allow our dogs to come to our table and leave unfed, and yet we shut out a man, end quote. Ambrose then argues that it is shameful to expel foreigners, especially the very people, farm workers, who supply the city with food. He states, we take the corn, but show no gratitude. Ambrose, an avid student of the philosophical and rhetorical works of Cicero, makes a very clever move here. Rather than rely solely on arguments of Christian charity and compassion, think the Good Samaritan, Ambrose appeals to self-interest. Ambrose continues his argument based on a concept of mutual interdependence. According to him, it is concern for one another's interests that binds society together in mutually beneficial ways. In short, it is far better for landowners to support the foreign farm workers so that they can continue to feed the city lest its inhabitants starve. Yes, Christian charity and compassion argue for better treatment of the stranger, as do our Unitarian Universalist principles, such as our belief in the interdependent web of all existence. But like Ambrose, we too might do well to reframe the question of the stranger at our door, the stranger in our midst, when we are in a national dialogue with people who don't necessarily agree with us. 
Now people far more eloquent than me can make persuasive arguments for immigration reform so that more who seek to participate in the American dream are allowed in to fill the millions of unfilled jobs that employers currently have posted, to pay taxes that would alleviate our budget deficits and help pay down the national debt, to provide the much-needed labor to rebuild our manufacturing base and physical infrastructure, to vote in further of the cause of democracy in a world challenged by autocracy. In other words, immigration reform to make America great again. <laughs> in truth, we are all just sojourners, people temporarily residing in a place that is not really our own and dependent on the goodwill of others for our continued existence. We are all only temporary residents of this earth. We speak different languages, have different religious beliefs and different customs and different skin colors. Yet as we travel through the cosmos, as we wander on our journeys, however we may conceive of them, to destinations we may or may not be sure of, crossing borders both real and imagined, we are in the end all each other's neighbors. My spiritual companions, we need one another. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, the tempest-tossed, to me. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Love your neighbor as yourself, being ever mindful that they may not look, sound, or believe in the same things we do. The true neighbor is the one who shows compassion to the stranger in need. Like Ambrose, let our national dialogue reflect our arguments that deftly weave in a concept of mutual interdependence with contexts such as the interconnected web of all existence and Christian concepts of charity and compassion so that we may argue successfully for a more just treatment of the strangers at our door. We are all sojourners, temporary residents, dependent on one another, as we journey through the cosmos, bound to one another in the interconnected web of all existence. We are each other's neighbors. We need one another. Blessed be, may it be so, amen. <laughs>